Hi, my name is Rishi Bahari from the Career Advancement Center at the Smith School of Business at Queen's University. I'm a corporate relationship manager with the CAC. The Career Advancement Center works with students at Smith to help launch their careers and find their futures through their job search, recruitment, and onboarding. Today we are talking with our alumni from MBA 2013, my fellow classmate, Stephen Kraft. Uh, Steve uh, and I finished in 2013. And Steve, can you tell us where you're working now and what you're doing there? Sure, yeah. I work at Firepower Capital. I'm an associate on the origination team here. Okay, amazing. So thinking back to, uh, we just had our five-year reunion, I know, and, and, and thinking back, uh, what, what has your journey been like? Give us a kind of an, uh, an idea of what that has looked like for you uh, through school and, and to where you are now. Sure. Um, well, it's sort of hard to believe that it's been five years already. Time certainly flies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I, I think my, my, uh, my journey, you know, after graduating, um, I was one of, I guess, a handful of students who didn't have uh, a job lined up. And uh, uh, I actually started doing a little bit of uh, consulting with one of the professors at, at Queens with a, with a small company as I was completing my search and was doing a ton of networking at the time and also working with the Career Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really instrumental in helping me, uh, you know, just stay the course. It's, you know, it can be a bit tough when you're, you know, when you don't have, uh, you know, your future line lined up and, uh, right. you know, you, you have a lot of different options ahead of you and, and just to, you know, help stay focused and, and motivated. Um, I really felt that uh, you know, the team at uh, the CAC was, was really instrumental in that and uh, you know, ended up landing my first job um, as an equity research analyst back in 2013. I think it was November, and uh, you know that that job was uh, you know a great launching point uh, for for a career in uh, in finance, doing a lot of you know modeling and uh, also uh, you know a lot of writing and, and research. I was at at that firm. For just under a year, when I switched over to to Firepower, and mm-hmm. pretty much been doing the same uh, role for it's been almost, I guess, four and a half years now. So, you know, been been enjoying every minute, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun journey so far. Oh, amazing! Well, you touched on networking. You touched on using some resources from the CAC. What would you say was your strategy, if you had one, overall in terms of getting into the area you're in now? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, on on that, I, I would say just talk to anybody and uh, and everybody who will listen. You know, if if I ended up getting my first job in finance because I was at you know a social event and somebody introduced me to a guy who ended up introducing me to to the firm that I ended up working for, and if I hadn't have just told him that you know I was if I hadn't have told him that I was looking for a job, I don't think any of this would have happened. So um, I think it's just not having any shame in, in, in being unemployed, right. just going out there and uh, telling your story and, and what you want to do. And, you know, people I find in general want to help other people who seem genuine. And, uh, and was, you know, that was one of the, uh, I think, keys to my success was just doing as much networking as possible and uh, 
um, and just getting the word out there. Right. And you talked about being genuine. And so what what would you say was your personal brand? That's something that we talk about uh, in school. Uh, what was that brand that allowed you to be genuine that you brought forth? And how yeah, did you develop that? I think that's a great question. I think I developed So I'll go back to, you know, during the MBA. You know, I've, I've been working in finance for the last over five years. I'll be honest. I had no real interest or real understanding of the finance world before my MBA. I was not planning on on this. Uh, it's not where you thought you'd career. end up. It sounds like. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, so I always found that you know, well, it was actually during the MBA that I actually developed a real passion for the uh, investment world and the venture world. When I did the Tricolor Venture Fund, and I was like, huh, this is actually really interesting wasn't what I expected it would be from you know what I've read in the media or you know um, went to different meetings at you know larger banks it was a very different world and I was like huh this is interesting venture investing you know and 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 I learned a bit about investment banking and I was just honest about that like when I was when I was talking to people I was like look you know I took a few courses at, at Queens. I did the Tricolor Venture Fund. I actually fell in love with the process, really digging into companies, mm-hmm. really, um, you know, re- like researching the market, you know, developing financial models. Like it was just a super interesting exercise for me during the course. And I was like, if I can turn this into a career somehow, that would be great. I had a few ideas. I'd worked at a angel-backed uh, software company prior to the MBA. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I sort of, pick my niche as technology based on that experience. So it wasn't it wasn't like this whole big plan that I had before my MBA it just sort of came together and it was just authentically me. Right. And I think people recognize that and uh, you know it helped me get my get my start and I think it it continues to help me during my career. Makes that makes sense. And were you intimidated transitioning into this world? You it sounds like you put yourself out there um, to talk to people and to be involved in a lot of these different finance-based clubs, uh, how how did you manage that kind of feeling like an outsider maybe looking in at some point? Yeah, I I, I think being uh, an outsider, like not having the knowledge or being an outsider, there's always this fear of the unknown. I think I think it's mostly the fear of the unknown right. that. Uh, but once you get into the, like actually once you once you actually dive in and realize that it's just a bunch of people, you know, smart people who are really passionate and hard workers. And once you sort of learn the basics, um, it's actually, I I found it wasn't that tough. Now, mind you, I wasn't doing really complicated things like, you know, trading derivatives. and. But it sounds like you demystified it really, or kind of like peeked behind the curtain to see the wizard. Yeah, and and what I really found, and 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 what actually attracted to me, uh, attracted me to finance even more, was the fact that it's a people, it's a people-based business. Like you need to be really good with people. You need to be able to develop relationships. You need to be able to sell. You need to be able to create relationships. It's 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 re- it's really about relationships and creating trust is really also another thing. And once you sort of realize that it's not just doing financial models and analyzing a balance sheet and you're like okay what what is this business trying to do why are they raising money like you know what type of uh, capital makes sense who are likely targets that they're looking to buy or who are likely buyers that might acquire them like you, once you start thinking in those general business 
terms and not really like focusing on different ratios and stuff like that. Like it, it's kind of, like it's just it's really basic problem solving, solve. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 nothing uh, I found over the top at, at the at the high level. Like obviously you need to know and 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 get into the details and and do the do the grunt right. work. But at the high level, if you can understand what's happening, right? Like it's really you know not to me. It's not that hard. I, totally. I don't think to to really get it exactly. Right. So I always say to people like. Don't don't just do it because it's finance and 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 looking into you know the market because it's a market. Find something that you actually like enjoy and are passionate about. First and foremost, I, I felt that the experience that I got and the network that I was able to develop from you know current classmates as well as past alumni alumni who were coming back and chatting with students was like so invaluable that I I thought you know I I owe it to my myself and. Uh, and future, um, you know, students to to get back in any way I can. So I felt that when I was able to meet and chat with a whole host of alumni doing different things, just to really give me a perspective. Again, I really didn't have a set goal on what exactly I wanted to achieve or, or career, like what type of industry I wanted to work in. So the, the chance that I had to talk to so many people was first and foremost, amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes back to the network. I think uh, what I was, you know, one of the one of the big selling points for me as to why I uh, accepted uh, to go to the Queen's MBA was, was the alumni network. Mm-hmm. Um, that I always felt that if I had to reach out to someone who had a Queen's MBA title, that they would just sort of be like, yeah, I got, you know, I got 10 minutes for you or 15 or half an hour or whatever it is, that they always would find time for someone. So I I just felt that, you know, I wanted to give back in some way that if anybody ever wanted to reach out to me, that I would be able to give them the time as well because I, I knew that that, especially when I was doing the job search, that, you know, uh, just to have that network and those conversations right. was, was super invaluable to me. You told us a little bit about your job search specifically, and what were the resources uh, you know that you dove into at that time, and what did that look like? You mentioned connecting with um, alum or people in your network. Like, what was? How did you get connected? What were the places, and who were the people that you ended up talking to? Big strategy was going on. Uh, so, so I mean, there were there were there were a few uh, parts of the strategy. One was just having access to career coaching. Uh, during that, so just actually having someone to bounce ideas off of, someone to read my resume, someone to chat to about cover letters and how to handle certain aspects of interviews, mm-hmm. was was great. Second, it was uh, LinkedIn. You know, it was uh, LinkedIn is an amazing tool. Yeah. You search. You can uh, write messages to really anybody. It's really easy. And you know, I would just target people who had you know, um, uh, Queens MBA or people who were connected somehow to the Queens uh, network. And I think those are my two main strategies. Otherwise, I would go, you know, and just talk to my network. And I mean, I would say that that broadened uh, beyond Queens. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for Queens specifically, it was having the coaching and then the uh, the LinkedIn or or online uh, access that I would have. And it got me a ton of meetings, which was uh, again, like a, a great, 
a great thing to have when you're when you're going through that. That's a, that's amazing. What uh, you you mentioned a sense of responsibility in giving back, I guess, because you saw people investing in you. What do you get out of doing it? In addition to the responsibility, what do you? What are the takeaways and the rewards of of doing that type of thing or doing a podcast like this today? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's the best. I mean, I, I think I think just you know seeing students uh, or even you know recently graduated alumni uh, who are going through the process and you know connecting with them a year later two years later and seeing where they're at and seeing how they progressed and knowing that uh you know i had a very very small part of that but it's just, right again I, I i think of queens the queens network uh and alumni like a family and you always want to see your family do well um you know there's a sense of pride that comes along with it i just think and it, feel, it just feels good i don't know i i just like giving back it's for sure uh it's it's just it's cool and it's just to be a part of something you know as, as uh and I, and I know this sounds a bit like you know kitschy but it's like it, it does really feel like a family and and uh uh you know i i well absolutely i can, I can, re- I can relate that to that in some way yeah if i can be a part of that in some way it's yeah, it just feels great. Well, so. where do you where do you end up connecting with current students, and uh, how do they reach out to you? What what are some of the best in terms of like do's and don'ts when they reach out to you, and where are the places that you find it easiest to connect with them and and help them out? Yeah, so I mean, uh, a lot of them will reach out to me by email or through LinkedIn. I try to respond as quickly as I can. You know, I, I would say for do's and don'ts, do reach out. Um, you know, if, if someone doesn't get back to you within, you know, a week or two, reach out again, you know, pick up the phone. I never get phone calls, even to my, you know, work, uh, workplace. That's something that I, I feel like is really underutilized. And in terms of dues, like, do your research also, right? Like, don't just come and say, right. um, hey, I'm, I'm this person and I'm a Queen's MBA. Right. Okay. Like, why do you want to talk to me? Mm-hmm. How can I help you like do a little bit of of work in terms of like why you want to talk to me specifically and i'll like if if there's that level of research or a bit of homework that's gone into it it's much easier for like i'm much more inclined to 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 give more time right um, you you want your time to be of the best use possible and when they know a little bit about you uh, then that can be maximized right and after they've listened to the podcast, you're going to get tons of calls. <laughs> I hope so. Let's see. Uh, you know, I always tell people to pick up, like, get on the horn, pick up the pick up the phone. Um, you know, call call the CEO of a company that you admire. Right? Like, there's nothing stopping you. Cold calling, honestly, it's uncomfortable, but it works. <laughs> right. Well, it worked for it worked for you, and that's why we're here talking to you. I I think that is sort of our time. I I really want to thank you. Uh, Steve, for your time today and giving back as much as you do and, and talking to us. And uh, just want to thank you so much for, for spending the time sharing your insights for our students. My pleasure, Rish. It was great chatting with you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. I want to thank Stephen Kraft for joining us today, MBA 2013, and giving his perspective and time for our students. I also want to thank the Smith School of Business and the Career Advancement Center for making this podcast possible. And I want to especially thank CFRC providing innovative and alternative programming that enriches and challenges the academic and cultural life of the Queen's University and Kingston communities to empower and celebrate the diversity of Kingston and Queen's through innovative, non-commercial, community-oriented programming.